there's a report, and that ties into what I want to talk to you about. And this is what I'm just on really strong. I have, uh, what I want to say to you is with some Bible verses, it's very simple, but it's this. I'm going to say it like five different ways, but it's only this sentence. Jesus has a plan, and it's you. I could have said Jesus has a strategy, and it's you. It's clear biblically, and there's so much war on this. There's so much looking for the next book with the next strategy of how to get a bunch of people in a building, and I think they're sincere, but the, the thing that's being missed is that the body of Christ is the answer to Jesus' prayer and his strategy for accomplishing all of his global purposes. So it says in Ephesians 4, 8, and 9, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, Psalm 68, 18 is quoted by Paul, when he ascended on high, he led host of captives, a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, Paul begins to write parentheses. What does it mean but that he also descended? Meaning he came down into humanity and probably death into the grave. He descended into the lower regions of the earth. He also descended, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens. And I want you to get that last phrase, that he might fill all things. That he might fill the, the reason that he descended so low to robe himself with humanity, take on sin, let them kill him, go into death, and then ascended up out of the grave and to the right hand of the Father is for that purpose. That's a big sentence. The purpose is that he would fill all things. That he might fill all things is a shocking thing. So Yahweh obviously intends to fill everything at the micro and the macro level. He, everything with his glorious and loving rule and reign. He's not just getting some people out of trouble so they don't go to hell, they go to heaven, and they're going to let the earth burn and do what it does. He's coming to bring a new heaven, a new earth. And he's going to satiate and fill everything that can be filled. Every micro, every insect, every tree. The trees of the field are going to clap their hands. Wolves and lambs are going to lay down together. It talks about every creature in Revelation is going to sing this one song to him who sits on the throne. We're talking about a global choir of every creature that's ever been. Jesus will fill everything. And so the Father's committed to the increase of his Christ, of his Messiah. From the beginning, this is revealed to us, and I won't read this whole thing, but here, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, right out of the gate, when the earth is in trouble, filled with darkness and voidness in Gen Genesis 1, 2, God begins to divide stuff out. He'll say a purpose over man. Remember, he makes man in his image, male and female, he makes them, and then 28 is the fivefold commission we love, that they might be fruitful, multiply, fill all the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. The the commission here upon create creatures that he's created is that we might fill everything. He's committed to it. And so thus, the Lord gets intense. When the Tower of Babel, here's the plain of Shinar, it's Babylon. Let's build a tower to God. We'll, we'll reach to God and do our own thing. He's like, no way, I want to fill the earth. And I want to do it this way. I want you to carry my presence and my rule. We're the carriers of his presence rule. So in partnership with man, he would fill the whole earth with his rule and his reign. Matthew 16, 13 through 19, you know it. Who do you say I am? You're the Christ, the Son, the living God. Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not withstand, will not keep you back. You're going to keep on advancing. And everybody probably knows what was going on there, but this is close to the end of the ministry of Jesus. And when he had this encounter that's profound, and Peter says the great answer, and he proclaims, I'm going to build an ecclesia. 
I'm not, Jesus never said, go ye therefore into all the earth and start weekly meetings and try to get people to come to him. He never says that. What he says is, I'm gonna build a people, an ecclesia that will be a governing body that will execute my authority on the planet and the devil and the netherworld will not keep it back. He was standing in Caesarea Philippi below a cliff when he did this with the disciples. Vegas, if you will, is up on the top of it. This is a, one of the most sinful cities, uh, a city dedicated to pan, the pan god where they would sacrifice people in immorality. And there's a gate there that's supposedly the gates of hell, gates of Hades. And right there, he's making the proclamation. Before that, out loud into the spirit realm, my, the thing I'm gonna build, which is a people, is gonna advance and hell won't stop them. Hell's not gonna stop this. It's going to advance forward and it won't be because of their skill. It'll be because of my building. So often the church, let me just say this phrase, often the church is looking for the most effective plan or strategy when she herself is the plan and the strategy. She, you are the plan that God has made. So let me, Ephesians 1.19, at the end of a prayer, which is awesome, he says, into the eyes of their heart be enlightened, he says that we would know the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us, for us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Look at 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things for the church. So the church, which is the fullness of him who fills everything, is the body of the head, Jesus Christ. And we are to rule and reign over all things. Really, that's what we're going to do. You know your destiny is ruling cities. It's ruling on the new heaven and new earth. You and I are in the warm-up program. This is the seminary of eternity right now. And we're having to do it with troubled relationships, temptation, whatever it is, trial. We're all warming up to reign on a throne forever with Jesus. I'm not just making that up. That's your Bible. This is the temporary age. We're headed toward the eternal age. And you and I are the plan. He's not gonna, there's not gonna be a bunch of books for us to, it's literally just gonna be us filled with the spirit in a resurrection body. So I wanna say this, and I'm saying it everywhere, post it on Facebook, I'll say it again. Jesus is colonizing everything and everywhere. What does the word colonizing mean? Does anybody know what that means? What's the word colonizing mean? To take over, to, to, to invade and then take over and to rule and reign. This clearly is what Jesus is doing. The Great Commission is the great colonization plan for Jesus. Now, the devil has a great plan. It's starting in the Garden of Eden. He's, he's falling. He wants to spread and colonize the earth himself. And he does it the same way God had planned to bring his rule was through men. He's planning to do it through men and women who have fallen and are not sourcing from God and they're dying. And so the devil has been propagating death, demon possession, addiction. And it's not through commercials and pamphlets. It's through people. We're the carriers of the funk. How is Satan operating primarily in planet Earth? Through unbelievers. That's how he's doing it. Deception on humans who carry forth his dark agenda. Jesus does it the same way. He enters, this is another purpose for the incarnation, is that God stoops down, descends, puts on Adam's race, overcomes sin, Satan, sickness, and death 
in himself and begins his great colonization plan, which is the making of disciples. The Great Commission, go ye therefore and disciple the nations, is the way that he's going to fill everything and everywhere. So I, just a couple comments and I'll make these things I want to pray over you. I've always been stunned as a disciple-making mission maniac, trying to get disciples everywhere, how little in the 13 letters of Paul, nine to churches, four to individuals, how little strategies in there. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed this. I'm like, why aren't they ta- why isn't Jesus telling the Ephesians how to reach Ephesus? Why isn't he giving them more information or praying about it? I don't know if that makes sense. Here's what you'll want to do is you'll want to find this and do that and, re- and evangelize here and do there. There's so little information about disciple making in the epistles. I think the answer is because Paul knows the law of the seed. Every seed is going to produce after itself. It will. So his emphasis in 13 letters is on identity, not strategy. What you become is what you'll produce. Amy and Amy's 52 today. Isn't that great? My wife's 52 and looks like she's 30. She's getting ready to leave town and getting a rental car and doing some stuff right now. I can't be here. But, but Amy and I, freckled and pasty white, mostly Irish English, tend to produce white babies. I don't know if you've seen them. Nine of them. Nine in a row. My, my uncle, Byron, my dad's brother, who's completely inappropriate, and this is probably inappropriate, and it's on film. I'm, I'm glad about this. But he'll, he said to me one time in a field, we had like seven, eight kids on the ground. He goes, dude, how are you breaking the odds? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, it says, one, the, the stats are one out of every four people on the planet is Chinese. <laughs> how have you not had a Chinese baby? I just shook my head and walked away. But it made the point. We don't make Chinese babies. I don't make pretty tan children. You know what I mean? We make pasty white children who are awesome and they're beautiful. But we, that's what we do. We produce after what we are. I cannot help it. All right? We just do it. And then nobody had to talk me into. Amy's awesome. You'll want to be with her and snuggle and then have babies. I, nobody had to talk me into that. It's in my race to multiply. It's in my heart to do it. And when we multiply, we make people like us. And sadly, even in the soul level, and they're having to get over that still in this age. But, but part, part of the process, we multiply what we are. And so I think Paul knows that. I, don't, I could give a bunch of people strategy who don't love Jesus and don't know who they are, and they're just going to make a bunch of religious people, which is what happens sometimes. He's like, no, I got I to gotta get them deep in Jesus, deep in their identity, know who they are, and then they'll begin to multiply. You're the plan. You're the seed. You're the seed. Your life, where you are, that you were born at this hour, at this place, on the planet, you're the plan. You're the plan, and God has planned that for this day and this now. So, where you are is where the kingdom is. Where you are is where the kingdom is needed. Where you are is where the kingdom is actually needed. Your presence brings the kingdom of God, confronts the kingdom of darkness, and releases the love of God to the lost. The movement that's not happened, that I think needs to happen, the Holy Spirit's trying to orchestrate, is a discipleship, and it's not a plan or program, but a disciples, all saints, all hands on deck, people contagious spreading the kingdom of God. That's the thing. We've been largely congregational and building-centered and had some amazing moves of God. I mean, really, 
impacting, changing. It's been great. But can you imagine if thousands of believers, that's what's in Butler County, filled with the Holy Spirit, began to bring the kingdom in their neighborhood? It is no accident that you live where you live and that you work where you work. It's no accident. And our lives are about mission. Amy and I live in stinking Southeast Wichita, not because of the view. We, we live there under the direction of the Lord. And let me say this. We had Plainview. I did this last night in Wichita. And we're just, I mean, we're spending time on Saturday night, a leadership meeting, everybody's missioning, everybody's on the kingdom mission. And we want to talk about this and we want to uh, help you as you go. But uh, we don't care. The Boyles were there who live in amazing, Ron and Julie, who live in an amazing rich area. I got Justin Morgan who lives in Plainview, a house on blocks. And I'm just making the proclamation. I believe it. There is no difference. My brother's going to go to Saudi Arabia again. He's crazy. He's got a great farm. He's a grandpa now. And they're going to stink and load up on a plane and go to Saudi Arabia again. Well, that sounds amazing and noble. My Kenny and Grace, who live in Plainview, are going to go to Lebanon, to Beirut, and join a disciple-making team. I mean, who wants to live in Beirut? Those sound awesome. But sometimes they hijack us into thinking those are the people who do mission. We don't. Listen, if you're born again, you're a missionary. If you're born again carrying the antithetical kingdom that's confronting the antichrist spirit and sin in the earth, you're a missionary. And I'm telling you this, many of us are missing the moment of our mission waiting on a mission moment to come. The mission moment is now. It's you. It's you. You're the plan. You carry the Holy Spirit. You've got gifting. He's connected you with people, and you're releasing and confronting darkness. So Amy and I have a kingdom outpost in our neighborhood. We move into this place, 4670 East Mount Vernon. It's kind of fun. Got a little fence around it. You know what I mean? We got our little oasis in the hood, and we got there. We knew where we were supposed to go, phase one. Phase two, begin to pray for your neighbors. We begin to pray for them. Number three, we begin to go prayer walk. Walk around. Listen, God did not call me to Southeast Wichita to start a meeting on Tuesday night at 7. He did not say, go try to get as many people as you can in your house. He called me to bring the kingdom of God. We shouldn't try to get people into meetings. We got to get them into the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? And so we need to invite them into our lives. And so there's multiple phases, but we get to walk and pray. We began to meet the neighbors when we were there. We just went to phase five or six. I don't know. I've lost count. Doesn't matter. But we opened the gate and had Dale in, a single curmudgeon guy who I love. He's my neighbor of the South, cussing every third word. I love on him every time I go walk and pray. We had him in and said, Dale, eat fried fish with us. And we had him at the table. We listened to his story. We prayed right there over the deal and engaged the demons that oppressed Dale were confronted by the grace of God that was on Amy and I. Amen? Yes. Send a prayer meeting. This is fun with your kids. What do I do with my kids biblically? Take them on mission with you. Get them involved in the mission that is your life. Peyton and Josh were praying with us and, and just praying for the lost and those that don't know God and had a few tears and we're working with it. I just want to encourage you. I'm not trying to get people just active, but I want to capture the revelation of who we are as a people and that we carry the kingdom of God. Don't stop waiting for a new book or for the new conference. It's going to tell you, you're it. You're it led by the Holy Spirit. 
you're having divine appointments. And I think about you people that live in the country. You still, the rabbits and the birds, I don't know. But actually, Joel and Jess Jordan were there last night. And they're like engaging in a pretty larger area. Um, they, I can't remember who they told me. Multiple races in houses, homes, praying, walking, engaging, having people in their home to uh, share the gospel with. It's just an awesome thing. And so I just wanted to encourage you today that in you and through you is the plan and the strategy for filling the whole earth. It is. And what we need is for the people of God to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And not so they'll come in and could do miracles on each other. That's good. By the way, I love that. I love that we do miracles. We pray. We're on the journey of life. We're caring for each other. Uh, forgive me for, I'm kind of making a point and emphasizing another, but but you're made for mission until you eternally retire and rule and reign with Jesus in a resurrection body. And so I told people last night, I'm going to boldly say it here. If you're not, you, you either need to figure out that where you are and what you do is the mission field for you, or you need to sell your house and move to a different place and get a different job. It's just flat out the deal. And I think you can do this in retirement. You can do it in whatever is that you are, look, where am I? Well, that's where the presence of God is. And I'm going to begin to learn how to carry this and engage the demonic, sin-filled planet that Jesus has committed. I'm filling everything. I'm filling it. So I'm locked in, just lastly, I'm locked in on Metalark. It's all of Wichita, Kansas, and the earth. We're kind of like that. We're trying to get missionaries everywhere, but... Meadowlark, 4,789 souls. I've looked it up. People count. Among them are probably a few believers. But in the midst of that, we're locked in on all of Meadowlark being filled with the presence of God. I'm not trying to get into my church on Saturday night or I don't even have a church. I'm not even trying to get in my house church. I want the kingdom of God to come. And I want Jesus to fill these neighborhoods. They're just being harassed by demonic hosts and sin and their children. It's just, you know the deal. But we got to move from everybody come and how can we get more people to come to you and I going and being. And that's what the seed is that we are. And I just lastly, I think that's the warfare. The warfare is on us to get us distracted in life, to be distracted with systems, and even distracted with high vision that's orbiting around come, come, come. How can I get them to come? I met with one anguished, pa anguished pastor from a major church in Northeast Wichita who said, Sam, I'm just so weary. I'm so weary. We have staff meetings, figuring out how to get people to come and get them to stay and hope they'll give their money to us. And he goes, what in the world does that have to do with my lost neighbors? And so I was like, yeah, that's good. That's good, dude. You're, you're messed up. You're never going to think the same about the kingdom. And I'm really glad for it. So amen. So, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that you have delivered us from looking for a strategy of man or one that's different than what your strategy is. It, oh, from Adam and Eve through the church being birthed, Acts 2, to now, your plan has always been man. And, Lord, I thank you that you've redeemed us, put your spirit in us, gifted us, called us to confront the kingdom of darkness and those that are uh, captured in addiction and sin. I'm asking for everyone in here I'm asking for fresh vision that their life is a mission. Uh, running businesses, living in houses, changing diapers, none of that gets in the way. It's on the way. It's part of it. <laughs> 
but I pray there'd be no classes of people, the real zealous go to crazy places, and then me living in my neighborhood. Whether the nations are my neighborhood, it's all the same. Jesus, you're gonna fill everything and everywhere. And so I pray for a fresh vision for mission in the heart of everybody in the room. I pray our theology gets straightened out and we stop looking for another plan. We are the plan. And so God, I pray for revival in hearts. I pray for your, uh, the word of God to come alive, reading who we are in the epistles of Paul and the gospels. Lord, thank you for who you're making the saints. I pray for an all saints move a discipleship move, a multiplying grassroots move that fills neighborhoods. Thank you for all that institutional and building churches. I am so thankful for them. I'm their friend. We love, bless them more and more, anointing in the pulpit, anointing in the pew. But Lord, I do ask that it would spill out into the streets. And so Father, I pray for grace for um, your family here to lead and start ministry in their own home. Houses of prayer everywhere. Houses of mission everywhere. God, awaken our hearts. Give us the zeal. You made us for this. You made us for the mission of reconciliation. And so we just honor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.